You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
Welcome to a new episode of the Unsolicited Opinion Metal Podcast. That was Genghis Tron with their track Alone in the Heart of Light from their album Dream Weapon, which came out earlier this year. And for this episode, I have the pleasure of having Blake Red as a guest. How are you, Blake? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. That's awesome. How's uh, summertime? Well, you know, it's almost summer. Or is it summer already? I'm not sure. Is it hot over uh, there? It's hot. It's it's very hot where I am in Chicago. So yeah. I would consider it summer. Yeah, I can say that. I mean, you know, living in Puerto Rico, it's pretty much summer all, all year long. So it, it gets even more intense this time. Oh so <laughs> I can't even imagine. It sounds really hot over there. Yeah, but, you know, we have the beaches and we have stuff that we can do like to get get that taken care of so i guess eventually we'll i'll go into that <laughs> awesome <laughs> so um let's talk about your career let's talk about new music let's talk about what inspired you to become a musician first what what were the things that or what were the artists that you were listening to when you were growing up that were like okay i want to be like them i want to grab an instrument and start playing music Well, when I was young, I, I listened to a lot of what my parents listened to, um, and they listened to a lot of R&B and soul music and Motown, and I got really into Stevie Wonder as an artist um, and just the variety of music that he put out. Um, I also really liked Marvin Gaye and... I also liked, um, let's see, Earth, Wind and Fire. I was really into um, nice. just a lot of kind of um, earlier kind of soul acts. Um, mm -hmm. And then I got into later on, it wasn't until like I was a little bit older that I got into rock music, but I guess like the first like sort of rock bands I ever listened to were the Beatles. Um, okay. And I feel like listening to the Beatles, I got really inspired by the songwriting. And that's when I was inspired to pick up a guitar. Yeah, it's really hard. I, I usually don't understand people when when they hate on the Beatles. It's like, okay, they're probably not, not a, you know, we've been listening to a lot of stuff as, as time has progressed, right? But by their time, when they started playing, they were like, the pioneers on a lot of stuff not only you know what there's some writing and what they were doing with with their songs with their hooks but also in, in the studio they were like exploring with a lot of stuff i just don't get why people don't, don't what the people that don't like them i don't get why they don't appreciate what they did so. i know they did so much in such a little time as a band for sure for sure and uh well they were They were pretty much like the first boy band in that sense, or the first, first like big pop band. So they're definitely influential. And and then after that, you started listening to the Beatles, and then I must assume you got more into like heavy stuff. Yeah, I got more into like <clears throat> hard rock from there, like Guns and Roses. I had a big thing about them for a while, and I yeah. got really into Slash and. That was when I got my first Les Paul, which was like 
my first electric guitar that was actually mine and not a rental was Les yeah. Paul. And um, so I got really into playing um, like Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith. I really liked Joe Perry's guitar playing a lot as well. Um, nice. And then from there, it kind of transitioned into more of like grunge music. I got really into Nirvana and Soundgarden um, and then Alice in Chains. Um, and yeah, it just kind of got a little bit heavier from there. I got into metal um, from Megadeth and it just kind of got heavier from there. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Like that transition, it's, it's always very interesting. I, I personally started, I had a very weird venture with music when I started <laughs> listening to music. I, was, I came, literally the first album I ever bought was actually a Britney Spears album. Um, and then after that, I got into Linkin Park and, you know, kept progressing into like heavier stuff, which is pretty much what I, what I consume and what I listen to right now. Um, but yeah, the, definitely all the bands that you mentioned, and, and it makes sense. You say you talk about Slash and Guns N' Roses and and Perry because you have the last fall. And as you mentioned it, I was like, okay, so that's where you got it, right? Um, and that, that's awesome. These are these are great musicians and great inspirations and great um, people to look after as far as playing, right? And Whenever we're talking about heavy stuff, like you mentioned Megadeth, you've actually mentioned Megadeth and Alice in Chains in a couple of interviews before. Were there any like particular albums that you were into that really inspire you to like, I want to play heavier stuff? Yep. Um, Dirt by Alice in Chains was probably my biggest inspiration. Um, I just love that album. I love it musically um i really was drawn to the guitar tones a lot um i love jerry cantrell he's great yeah. and um just like the lyrical material on there too um i'm very into music that tells a story and really tells a truth even though it might be kind of a dark truth but that really inspired me to um, kind of tell my own story on my first EP and kind of continue telling my story through my music right now. Um, that album was a really big inspiration for that. Awesome. Yeah, uh, actually my favorite band, have, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Opeth. Have you heard of Opeth or are oh, you yeah. a fan? Well, they're my favorite band and they actually did one, uh, they did Wood uh cover oh, cool. and, and and it's so good but you know i'm biased because i love opeth and pretty much everything they do is like my favorite thing but um that's that's awesome yeah i, I like i like to have that connection directly with lyrics whenever they tell a story particularly when we're talking about stories that are very relatable to any type of really intense moments in life right and even even if you don't necessarily have gone through the the same process as they did but you you feel it and i think alice in chains with the intensity of their songs and 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 the vocals and everything else makes something very unique and it, it really makes you feel like you are there with everything that's going on sonically so they're they're definitely a very interesting they've always been a very interesting band 
Yeah, I totally agree. Awesome. So um, now that you, you, you talked about, you talked about a little bit your DBUDP, can you talk about your EP called SOS, Sunset Suicide, and um, your latest single, uh, Follow Me, well, not latest, the one before The Cradle, which we're going to be playing later after this interview, but can you talk a, lot, a little bit about the process of making your EP and then uh, Follow Me? Yes. So for SOS, um, I lived in Los Angeles for a little bit of time after going to Berkeley College of Music. And I met um, who I did my EP with, um, producer engineer Daryl Swan. And um, I showed him kind of like the demos of the music that I was working on. And he really liked it. And we really connected together because we were both really into well he actually used to be a guitarist in a metal band so we were both just really into heavy guitar playing and just heavy music um so we really connected on that and then he ended up engineering the ep for me um we worked at a studio called clear lake in north hollywood and knocked out the four songs. Um, but I was writing them kind of, I guess, based on what I was going through that time um, emotionally. So that's kind of where the lyrics were coming from, just kind of following my life and following just where I was going during this time that I really had no idea kind of what my life was going to become and just the curiosities and the fears that come with all of that. Um, and then musically, I composed all of that music with Logic on my computer. And uh, that was how I, that's how I do my demos. Same thing for Follow Me. I sequenced the drums for Follow Me and mm -hmm kind of did that whole thing with Logic. And then in the studio, I played bass, um, guitar, and sang. And that was how Follow Me came together. It was, a, it was a little bit different because with SOS, I did use um, a live drummer for each song. And same with The Cradle, I used a live drummer. Um, but they were playing parts that I had composed through the demo. Okay, so for, for SOS, did you also play guitars and, and bass? For SOS, I played guitars and sang. Um, I had some friends play bass for me on that, on that record. And so that was a change between Follow Me and The Cradle where I'm playing bass. And how's that, how was that process for you? Was it something, you know, as a, as a bassist, I'm, I'm actually interested, like, how was your approach into going to record th these songs as a bass, as a bassist, right? Yeah, it's really different because I write a lot of the bass parts with a keyboard. So I'm not always playing them on bass. And then when I go to translate these, p these parts on bass, it's like, oh, this is how you, it's completely different <laughs> when, <laughs> when you're, um, 
kind of moving your fingers to a whole different instrument. So um, I learned that that was something that I really liked to do on my own. And um, at first I was, as a guitar player, I was kind of like afraid like to be a bass player because it's like, it's a complete different instrument, you know? (laughs) So I always wanted to get someone who was, bass was their primary instrument. But um, through writing these new songs, I found that I, I really like to play bass a lot. It's a really fun instrument. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've been playing bass for 15 years, so I agree. And it's also like, <laughs> it's funny because a lot of people just make bass players be the, the joke of the band. And then, you know, you just hand them a bass and they don't know what to do with it. So it's awesome that you, <laughs> it's great that you, you're telling me this it's, it's definitely refreshing as well to hear someone say you know i i i had to adjust myself from one from the guitar to the bass because you know you are aware it's a different instrument there's there's a lot of people that grab basses and think oh this is going to be easy and they struggle and uh i'm going to be a little bit you know honest here i like seeing that i seen that struggle from other people because you know i've been <laughs> you know that butt of the joke for a long time so I, i i it's fun it's fun it's definitely fun and going to the studio i just i just recently uh went to the studio to record the album from calamity which one of is one of the bands i'm in and there's something about the studio and that magic of being in a room and just you know even though you're recording and you you're recording the same songs you run you run in your room but you also have the opportunity to explore beyond you know, what you can do in your room and, and you have other people telling, telling you what, what's their opinion, right? And their view on, on the song. And it also, it's always a process that helps everything develop and grow even more than, you know, at least it happens, it happens to me. They, they, it tends to grow more than what I thought it was going to be in the end. Yes, I love that about the studio. Awesome. And uh, so we're, We're premiering, premiering the release of your new single, The Cradle, today. Um, let's talk more about the song rather than, than the recording process. Tell me what's the song about. Uh, what inspired you to, to write about the song? Well, I was really inspired to come up with a song that continued the, the last song on my EP, SOS, um, which was called mm-hmm. Through the Sky. And at the end of that song, um, it just doesn't look like things are going very well for Blake Red. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I wanted to kind of come up with a song that continued that story, but showed kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. So um, The Cradle is really about starting fresh, starting again, um, kind of finding yourself and working through whatever it was that was getting you down. Um, that's, that's really what the cradle is about and just finding a whole new way of, new way and perspective of living life. Great. And, and also there's also a big difference as far as sound wise, right? Uh, if you follow me, to to the cradle follow me tends to be a little bit more in the commercial poppy side now we have uh, the cradle which even has glass glass beats i remember when i heard that I was like whoa okay so 
What, what is is that more showing a little bit more of the that grunge metal influence? Was that on purpose, or, or is it something that has to happen because it's, it goes along with the message that you want to put put across with the song? Well, I think that I have a little bit of a variety of of music, and for Follow Me, it was. Um, a little bit of a softer song and I think that did go with with the message of it um and I'd say I really I prefer to put out stuff kind of more like the cradle having more of yeah. that like metal influence it's just um even having like some odd time signature in there um yeah that that's kind of where I'm experimenting with a lot of new stuff that I'm writing Um, but there definitely continues to be a variety. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, for sure. It's always fun. Like I, I've been on, on both sides as well, where I, I've done, you know, more hooky, popish music. And then I go with the crazy, weird, experimental, progressive music. And I like to create crazy, weird, experimental, progressive music because I, I get to explore a little bit more with the sounds. So, so it exactly. definitely makes sense. Cool. Cool. Exactly. That's awesome. So what's, what's going to happen after the cradle? What's next for Blake Red? Well, I'm going back into the studio to get a couple of more songs recorded. Um, and I'm going to be completing a new EP. Nice. Any time yep. frame or any timeline for that EP or those songs to come out? Well, they're going to be done um, by the end of the summer. So I'm hoping to have an EP out in the fall. Awesome. That's great. That sounds awesome. So for all fans of uh, Blake Red, if you're listening to this, I hope you are excited because we're definitely going to get more Blake Red for the rest of the 2021. Any live shows, anything happening as far as live shows uh, soon? I am working on getting back on the stage, um, getting my band together and working on even hopefully doing a regional tour soon. Awesome. Sounds great. So for everyone or anyone that wants to listen to SOS, follow me and obviously the cradle aside from listening here in the episode and also check more news about Lake Red, uh, upcoming tours, upcoming music, where they can find, find you in the social media. Um, my handle is at Blake Red Rocks for Instagram and Facebook and Twitter as well. Awesome. Yes. And you also on Bandcamp and on Spotify, correct? Yep. I'm on Bandcamp and Spotify. And you can also find me on TikTok. Awesome. That sounds great. Well, Blake, it was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for accepting the invitation. Anything else you want to tell uh, everyone who's listening? No, thank you so much for the support. I really appreciate everyone who's listened to my music. That means the world to me. Thank you so much. Awesome. Well, for everyone, here it is, the premiere of The Cradle.
was Blake Red with the track The Cradle. Make sure to follow her on all socials. Now we go to Estonia with the post-rock band Kewan and the track Tastelu.
Those could one with the track Tastelu from the album Ice Fleet, which was out in April. Check them out if you're into what you heard. Now we move to Sweden with Greenleaf and the track Tides. Outside the night 
That was Greenleaf and the track Tides from the album Echoes from a Mass, which was released back in March. Great album for those of you fans of stoner metal. Before we go, I want to thank you for listening. Remember that you can follow the Unsolicited Opinion Metal Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check the episode notes for more information on all the bands that you have heard in the episode. And for next week, we have the Mexican progressive metal band, The Advent Equation. Should be a fun one. Make sure you tune in. Now, to finish, we go to Finland with Ryogen and the track Hollowness. Thank you for listening. Have a good one. Branches reaching for the blackened sky The long lost sky I see now Too dark Too deep Too to spoil Unlocking
What's up, everyone? It's Joe, and I'm the host of That's Awesome with Joe, a podcast on the newly formed Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. I talk with tons of your favorite artists, managers, touring personnel, and more. Most of the time we talk about music, but lots of the time we end up talking about something completely unrelated. We laugh a lot. We do a lot of really stupid things, but also some things that are really informative and interesting. Basically, it's a podcast that I think you should listen to. Obviously, I'm biased because it's my podcast, but I think I might be into it if I wasn't the host. Check it out at SoundTalentMedia.com.